Welcome to Matt D'Elia is Confused. This is Matt D'Elia. And... I got some shit to talk about today. Fuck. I'm so excited I almost knocked over my Perrier. Perrier, when are you going to fucking sponsor me? Mr. Perrier, I know you're listening. I don't even drink water. I only drink Perrier. And let me tell you something from the start. All you motherfuckers who say that you like LaCroix better, and it is pronounced LaCroix. It's not LaCroix. It's not LaCroix. It's not LaCroix. It's LaCroix. I went to the fucking website, and I learned how to say it. I learned how to say it because I wanted to say with full authority that it's not that good. I'll drink it. Anything's better than fucking regular-ass, boring-ass water. But it doesn't even sniff Perrier. Perrier, sponsor me. Mr. Perrier, I know you're listening. That's not what I wanted to talk about. Oh, also, before I get into the shit, we restocked the merch store. So go to mattdelia.com slash store and get all your fucking shit. Put it on. Take pictures of you. Send it to me. Make my day. I'll be happy. I try to make you happy, make me happy. If you order shit, take a picture, send it. I love it. Also, uh, any orders over uh, $100, the shipping is free. And a lot of you uh, are overseas, uh, Europe and Canada and Australia. We're working on that. That's coming soon. Uh, In fact, we're talking to the guy today uh, about making sure we can get it out abroad. Okay. Now... I got a friend. That's not it. I have, uh, that's not, that didn't come out right. I, I have more than one friend, but I have this one friend who has gone off the reservation. And I think he listens to the podcast, but I don't give a fuck. I don't mention anybody by name anyway. This is why. I'm not trying to blow anybody up. But I got a friend who's gone fucking full MAGA CAG. CAG doesn't sound as great, but it means the same shit. It's keep America great. I was actually wondering how they were going to change the slogan uh, from make America great again. After four years, he couldn't say make America great again because it would acknowledge that his four years in office have been shit. Trump, that is. If you don't know what MAGA is, I don't know. You need to get your head out of the sand. Get out from under that fucking rock. But anyway, now it's CAG. And he goes off all the time on fucking Instagram. Just like all day, all of his stories are about fucking the evils of the Democratic Party. How they're actually the racist ones. How if you really listen to everything Trump's saying, he's not lying. He's really telling the truth. And he went so full fucking MAGA... That he put on a fucking CAG hat. Took a selfie and posted it on Instagram. 
And I was texting him. I was like, dude, look, I don't give a fuck what you think. I don't really give a fuck what anybody thinks. I give a fuck what people do, though. And it felt like a fucking troll because he's like a Hollywood guy. He lives in Hollywood. All of his friends are in Hollywood. He put it out there. I felt like to troll, which is fucking annoying. But there's this whole thing with loving Trump or, or, or the narrative of coming around to loving Trump because this guy, not to use too much of him too much as one specific example, but might as well because I'm talking about him. He was all about Hillary in 2016. I remember him saying Hillary might win Texas. She's going to sweep the country. She's going to win by so many electoral votes. Like a Reagan-style landslide. Okay, well, that was wrong, uh, obviously. But now he's saying Trump's going to win. Everybody in L.A. is going to be really upset when Trump wins. The silent majority, whatever the fuck. A lot of secret Trump voters, according to him. Maybe he's right. I don't know. My point is that prognosticators can take their prognostications and shove them up their fucking ass because nobody knows what they're fucking talking about. Least of all, some fucking fuckers such as myself who are just paying attention from the fringes outside looking in. Trying to take a temperature. We can't do that. We're just in our own little tunnel. We don't know how to fucking prognosticate. So let's stop prognosticating. But where I'm going with this, the troll move, the fucking thumb in the eye of the liberals, making the fucking libtards cry, the whole Ben Shapiro thing. These people act like they're the new counterculture. Like they're some insurgent ideology, that it's punk, that it's punk rock colloquially to love Trump and talk about it. To all of you who think that, first, let me say, I don't care that you think that. You think whatever you want. The whole fucking premise of this show is fucking era, ideas, whatever. Don't attack the person, attack the idea, whatever. But you can't out one side of your mouth act like you're some fucking insurgent counter revolution some punk rock cool kid thing when the thing that you are fucking putting forth the ideology that you have either had your whole life or has emerged for you such with this guy. Obviously, he was a liberal, and now he's all Trump the fuck out. You are not punk rock if your whole thing is about supporting the president of the United States. He's the most powerful man in the world. It is not punk rock. It is not fringe to be like, oh, yeah, I fucking love the president. Fuck all you. He is the president. He is currently in power. You can't be punk rock if the thing you're all about is the thing that's not only currently in power, but in the most power. I'm so sick of this fucking attitude among Trump supporters that's like, oh yeah, we're all fucking, we're the outlaws. No, you're not. 
You love the president of the United States. Is there anything more fucking square than that? His whole slogan is make America great again. He wants to take it back to the fucking 50s. That's his whole thing. That is not punk. That is fucking grandpa-ish. Moreover, this particular president loves money, loves the military, loves wealth and winning and gets fake tans and eats fast food and is a fucking loudmouth bully. That's not punk. That would be like if somebody supported Richard Nixon. They were like, yeah, I'm fucking punk rock. Woo! Nixon! Where's my fucking Nixon hat? How did that fucking get bent? How did that narrative develop and fucking catch waves? What the fuck is this? You're a fucking square if you love the president. You're a fucking regular-ass patriot. That's not fucking punk. You're just an old-school fucking American. And all you motherfuckers are like, oh, he doesn't lie. If you actually listen to what he says, he's not lying. The motherfucker lies through his teeth. Just because someone lies so much and every once in a while tells the truth and and everybody who hates him says he always lies, That little sliver of truth that he does tell doesn't make him a truth teller. It makes the people that call him a liar with every fucking word and every fucking thing he says dumb. They're wrong. Everyone on the left who's like, everything he says is a lie. That's not true, obviously. But that doesn't entitle the fucking people on the right to be like, oh, no, no, no. If you actually listen, there's truth in there. Yeah, there's truth in fucking everything. Charles Manson had some true things to say. Some. He also was a fucking legendary maniac. Trump is definitely a legendary maniac. But he's the most fucking conservative, classic, rah-rah America bullshit that is not fucking punk. So annoying. That being said, this guy, my friend, has told me in arguing with him about all this shit that he has people who not only unfollowed him on social media, which he has a problem with, but I'm like, dude, they don't like the things you say. Why would they keep following you? But, but beyond that, he's saying that his, some of his friends are not his friends anymore because of his switch in ideologies. This is where I draw the line. In fact, I've had even some of my friends tell me, how can you be friends with that guy? With all the stuff he thinks. My answer is always, because he's my friend. Because he's my friend, you fucking maniac. What do you mean? I'm going to stop being his fucking friend because he changed his mind about politics? He's been my friend for over a decade. That's like a fucking, that's, the, that's like a Christian being like, oh, you converted to Judaism or you converted to Islam? You're not my friend anymore. Everyone would call that person an asshole. Everyone who thinks I should not be friends with a guy 
who switched fucking allegiances politically. All of those people would call what I just outlined a Christian. Not being friends anymore with someone who was Christian and then fucking converted to another religion. All of those people would say that that's bullshit. This is the same fucking thing or, or basing it on, on race. Be like if a fucking uh, uh, a white person was like, ah, I don't know. That guy's Asian. I can't be friends with that guy. Because he's not white. The intolerance is the same thing. It's just not fucking skin deep. It's not about religiosity. It's about ideology. Can't stop being fucking friends with somebody. You can fucking put his balls in a fucking vice grip and twist and call him a fucking idiot. And then if he wants to stop being friends with you, that's on him. You can't fucking just dismiss a friendship because somebody likes fucking Donald Trump. You can't let Donald Trump dement you like that. Don't get swept up in the fucking groupthink bullshit. We're all just people individuals who know other individuals, if we're lucky enough to find some that have proven themselves to be actual friends, then we're fucking lucky. I don't give a shit. I mean, I do give a shit. It's fucking so annoying what he thinks now. It's so annoying talking to him about politics now. But he's not not my friend anymore. Anyway, if he wasn't my friend anymore, I couldn't fucking bust his nuts every day about how dumb he is. But now, because he's my friend, I still get to bust his nuts. And when he gets too sensitive, I'm like, oh, fucking stop. You got it coming, you know? And then if he doesn't like that, he can choose not to be friends with me. And then he's a fucking asshole. Care deeply. Get out there and fucking do something about what you think. But don't let this shit fucking dement you. (sighs) Wow, it's so fucking hot in here. I can't even believe how hot it is. I'm definitely losing weight just sitting here. Um, DNC is going on. Or DNC was last week. RNC is this week. It was definitely weird. I don't know if you guys have seen any of it. I'm sure you've at least seen some of it uh, in passing, if nothing else. But there's no, obviously no crowd because of COVID. They're not doing it in any kind of, uh, they're not having an actual in-person convention where everyone's just ah, yelling about politics like crazy people. But uh, now it's much calmer, much more chill. It's it's just everyone is either pre-recording their messages or... Uh, doing it live on camera, like Biden's speech was um, live. And my friend, who's now fucking all cagged out, fucking cag, and I slapped that hat off his head. Um, they were trying to, the, uh, there was like one strain of, of, of cagness that, that was like, how do we know it's really going to be live? Because the whole thing, the whole thing with the rights attack on Biden is this. 
he's basically mentally incapable of being president. Now, look, I'm the first motherfucker to tell you the gaffes Joe Biden makes are unbelievably, tremendously stupid. Every time he talks, I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, what's he going to say this time? I don't need to get any examples. You can look at this fucking supercuts online. They're hilarious. Uh, he's, he's just hundreds of them. I mean, he's got, the guy's been in politics for like f- 500 years. I think he signed the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> That's how fucking old he is. He's a founding father. Um, but yeah, I, I actually watched that night. I watched the DNC uh, and I watched his whole speech. And, and all there was a crazy ad campaign leading up to it that I, at least I was aware of. I saw a lot of ads slamming Biden for being sort of mentally incapacitated, over the hill, sort of gone senile. Basically, like the kind I call him demented grandpa, and I do think that because he acts like a demented grandpa, but I don't think he's actually. And maybe he lost a step because he's fucking 800 years old, but he's still there. And also, he still does way more shit than me or basically anyone I fucking know. The dude is filling his day and mind with tons of shit all the time. There's no way anybody who's actually that bad off mentally could do any of the things that he does. Anyway, it was live and the bar was set so low. Now, the thing with the thing with the ads against Biden is that when he actually does Trump ads against Biden that say he's fucking can't put a sentence together, that he's slipping mentally. It makes. It puts it makes the bar so fucking low. That just when he walks into a room and says a straight sentence, a complete hi, I'm Joe Biden. Everyone's like, oh, my fucking God, he can talk. While I think those ads are effective, because all you got to do is look at it, those things put cut together, it looks fucking demented. It makes Biden seem so demented. But then when you see him give a fucking 30-minute rousing speech, it's not really... You're just like, wow, he can, re- he can really fucking talk, huh? Just because the bar is set so fucking low. You're waiting for him to just be like, da ba da ba fuck minorities, you know? Fuck minorities. I mean, no, not fuck minorities. Fuck Republicans, you know? Just fucking, he's, he's liable to say anything, even shit he doesn't mean. Based on the gaffes that we've seen in the past. <laughs> Ever since the signing of the Declaration of Independence, where he was, he was there and signed it. But yeah, the speech was was good. And not like, oh yeah, it was good for a guy who can't put words together. It was fucking good. No one who is mentally incapacitated could do that. I'm sorry. You you can't you, it's not possible to stand somewhere for 30 minutes and give a fucking rousing speech with an emphasis on all the right fucking words with a lot of fucking gusto and clarity. And optimism. You got a little angry too. You can't do that. If your brain's not working. 
So I don't really care if the Trump campaign is messing up, but I do think that's a bad idea for them to set the bar so low. Because when he just walks in a room and says one simple fucking sentence, everyone's like, wow. Okay, this guy's got his shit together. I just don't, I don't think that's going to work. Now we got the fucking RNC, which is just like, you know, it's all about like the radical left wing socialism, how the left hates America. And you're just like, can you not do that? Because at the convention, if you watch the DNC, there's none of that extreme shit. But the RNC, obviously, then paint them out as if they're fucking Stalin and Che Guevara. Biden and Harris are fucking Guevara and Stalin, according to them. But the RNC always has the funniest fucking guests. <laughs> like in 2016, they had Antonio Sabato Jr., Scott Bayo. And I'm in L.A., and I'm in the film and television industry. And to see them, it's like such a fucking joke. But I'm in a bubble. So I guess to the rest of the country, they're just as fucking, you know, reliable of a mind uh, as Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who was at the DNC last week, hosting it, whatever the fuck. But now, I I watched the pre-recorded... thing that the the mccloskeys did i think it's mccloskey the mccloskeys are that couple who in st louis they met protesters on their front lawn with guns uh and there was like this standoff that all these pictures and videos were taken of it and obviously the culture war people immediately snatched up on one side or the other can you believe these right-wingers pulling their guns out on these peaceful protesters that was the left and then on the right it was can you believe these protesters and the left is trying to paint these people out, these people who just are, 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 are true Americans protecting their property. Can you believe that they're trying to fucking paint them as the violent ones? Those are real patriots. That's, that's the line on the right. So much so that they spoke at the RNC. I mean, there's such a divide. It's crazy. Because when I saw those pictures, I was like, wow, look at these fucking idiots. But Republicans were like, get them a microphone, put a camera in their fucking house, give them on a primetime slot for the RNC. Okay. All I do when I watch either one of these things, the RNC or the DNC, I'm just like, eh, I don't know. I don't want to see any of this. I don't care about any of this. They're all talking the most vague platitudes and just villainizing the other side, lionizing their own side. And the whole thing about Biden is like, uh, I saw someone put it well, I don't know if it was on a hat or what, but everybody's got their puns about MAGA, you know, 
and I, oh, it was a political cartoon. I think it was in the Atlantic or the New Yorker. And it was Joe Biden, a cartoon of Biden with a hat that said, make America good again. Meaning the whole thing about Biden right now is restore um, humanity. The soul of America is at stake is what he says. And that is a good platform. That is a good emotional way to grab people and shake them. Because it's easy to look at Trump and be like, oh, well, he's a fucking piece of shit crazy guy. And look at me. I'm not. I'm nice. I'm human. I have a family who don't seem like fucking cannibals like the Trump family. I help people. I call my grandkids every day and check in. That was like, there was a whole about his Bo, uh, his relationship with Bo, his dead son. Um, they're really humanizing him. And the, and the effort is obviously meant to counterbalance Trump's uh, villainy or perceived villainy. You know, uh, doesn't take much to perceive that, but trying to be as unbiased as possible. That is what he's trying to counter. And I get that. But I don't know if that's enough. I don't know. I don't know. I want Donald Trump to not be president so fucking bad, but I don't know. The left is acting a little fucking crazy. A a little bit on the left, I see the morsels, the little fucking inklings, the seeds, the roots of like QAnon level crazy shit. Once you start getting into the absolutism, the absolute intolerance of the other side, I stop seeing a difference. I mean, obviously, I, they're, they're totally opposite political parties with different ideas. But the hard line fucking utter intolerance of anything that isn't also what you think, that's just like a new kind of religion. And I don't think, I I think each version of it is like red meat for the other side. The right looks at fucking Chaz in Seattle. Uh, Cries for defund the police. As like, you know, you watch Fox News, all they're trying to do is scare their viewers into this is Joe Biden's, this is the future of America if you elect Joe Biden. We're going to, they're going to defund the police and throw you in the fucking gulag if you don't agree. Meanwhile, nothing Biden says or does ever in his history of ever would point to that being true. And I doubt he's going to change at 79 or whatever he is, 77. Signed the Declaration of Independence in 76. And then with QAnon, it's easy to be on the left and be like, uh, hey, people on the right, those people are on your side. Do something about that. A reporter fucking, first of all, fucking, hey, reporters, be better. Somebody finally fucking asked Trump about QAnon, which how could it possibly have taken this long? Ask him about that. And he tried to play ignorant. 
He's like, well, they're patriots and they think I'm saving the world. And in many ways, I am from the radical left. He didn't answer the question. He eked out of it. Somebody just fucking ask him straight up. Hey, do you, do you agree? Is this true? Somebody should say, is this true? Are you doing this and this and this like these people say you are? Are you saving the fucking country and world from a demonic, satanic cabal who eats children? And if he doesn't say no, then you fucking got him. It's so odd. Just ask him fucking better. Don't let him slide out of that shit. Why, why do I know more about that fucking than you do? You're the reporter. <sighs> you know? I'm going to take a break here in a minute. Um, But uh, real quick, uh, a lot of a lot of like musical groups are changing their name because they they see it as the woke thing to do. Like the Dixie Chicks are now just the Chicks. Lady Antebellum is now Lady A. Good. Change it. Obviously change it. But more than change it, why'd you have it like that in the first place? There's no mistaking the connection between the pre-Civil War South and the words Dixie and Antebellum. You meant to pick those names, Dixie Chicks. You meant to pick the name Lady Antebellum. Lady Antebellum. Those things have connotations to the pre-Civil War South. And thus, slavery and pro-slavery sentiment. So more than... More than... I I don't have any problem with them changing it. Obviously, they should change it. But they more than changing it, what they should have done is not named themselves that ever to begin with the dixie chicks how did people miss that as being a problem as a definite geographic location within the united states dixie is usually defined as the 11 southern states that seceded in late 1960 and early 1860 and early 1861 to form the new confederate states of america hey dixie chicks yank getting out of that one and then lady antebellum Antebellum means, quote, before the war, but it wasn't widely associated with the U.S. Civil War until after that conflict was over. The word comes from the Latin phrase antebellum, literally before the war. There's no way around it. You chose shitty fucking names. So now you're standing in solidarity with the movement and changing your fucking names. Great, but... Don't name it that in the first place. And the fact that you named it that in the first place is fucked up. 
You don't get points for changing the name. You get negative points for having the name to begin with. Also, that's your fucking name. You chose it. Stick with it. You like the fucking pre-Civil War South? You like hearkening back to that with your name? Keep it so everybody fucking knows. I'm not calling you Lady A. You chose Lady Antebellum. I'm not calling you the chicks. You chose the Dixie chicks. You're fucked up. You're not getting out of this one. Not to me. All right. Uh, I just think it's bullshit. The fucking PR move, you know? Oh, we're going to name it, change our name to the chicks and we're going to get points for it. Fuck you. You named yourself the Dixie chicks and you've been fucking super famous for 20, 25 fucking years. Fuck you. All right. Um, I'm going to take a break. Uh, when I come back, I got more juicy shit to talk about. Juicy. And I'll talk to you then. Okay. Don't go anywhere. Matt D'Elia is confused. We'll return right after the break. And the back. So here's the juicy shit I wanted to talk about. Not juicy. Juicy. Um, Jerry Falwell Jr. Son of Jerry Falwell Sr. The famous or infamous depending upon which way you look at it, uh, evangelical pastor. I believe he started Liberty University, of which his son uh, was the either the dean or the president of, excuse me, until very recently. And that's what I'm going to end up talking about. But Jerry Falwell Sr., if you don't know who that is, you get your head out of your ass. Um, he was very prominent in the 80s and 90s. He was at... He was essentially... Mm, not maybe not the reason, but the face of the movement to tether the Republican Party to evangelicalism. So in the 80s, Reagan's Republican Party married evangelical Christians as a voting block led by Jerry Falwell Sr. And since then, those two the Republican Party, and evangelical Christians have been rather inseparable, as you probably know. And if you don't know that, get your head out of your ass. But what I'm going to talk about today is Jerry Falwell Jr. And I, I actually, I was thinking about how to talk about this. But I'm going to just, I, I don't usually do this, but I'm just going to read an article. Because I think reading it as plainly as it's written in the news makes it almost somehow seem more outrageous if you just lay it bare, okay? So this is an article in... How how do I... How how am I my age? And I don't know how to say this. Reuters, readers, R-E-U-T-E-R-S, the fucking... The news, the news outlet. They wrote this, okay? Very plain, just delivering the news. So this is the headline. Exclusive. Business partner of Falwell's says he had long affair with evangelical power couple. So until very recently, and basically because of this, uh, it changed. But until very recently, he was the president of Liberty University, which is a very prominent uh, evangelical Christian college. Which churns out fucking please, sir, kind of people. Please, sir, might I have another? 
Right, right. Now I'll go through Liberty. Okay. So here's the article. In a claim likely to intensify the controversy surrounding one of the most influential figures in the American Christian conservative movement, a business partner of Jerry Falwell Jr. has come forward to say he had a years-long sexual relationship involving Falwell's wife and the evangelical leader. John Carlo Granda, I mean the raddest fucking name ever, that's not in the article. That was my commentary. Giancarlo Granda says he was 20 when he met Jerry and Becky Falwell while working as a pool attendant at the Fontainebleau Miami Beach Hotel in March 2012. Starting that month and continuing into 2018, Granda told readers, Reuters, whatever the fuck, Roto Reuters, that the relationship involved him having sex with Becky Falwell while Jerry Falwell looked on. Granda showed readers or rooters, roto-rooter emails, text messages, and other evidence that says he that he says demonstrate the sexual nature of his relationship with the couple, who have been married since 1987. Quote, Becky and I developed an intimate relationship, and Jerry enjoyed watching from the corner of the room, Granda said in an interview. Now 29, he described the liaisons as a frequent, quote, multiple times per year as frequent, quote, multiple times per year, and said the encounters took place at hotels in Miami and New York and at the Falwells' home in Virginia. His friendship with the Falwells eventually soured, Granda told readers, readers, roto-rooters, in part because he wanted to dissolve his ties with the couple and fell into a business dispute with them. Granda first emerged as a figure in the Falwells' circle two years ago, when BuzzFeed News reported that the couple had befriended Granda and gone into business with him, buying a Miami Beach youth hostel in 2013. At the time of the BuzzFeed article, a representative of the Falwell family said Granda was, quote, offered a share in Alton Hostel LLC because Granda lived in Miami and would act as a manager of the youth hostel. Corporate records show that Granda currently has a stake in that venture. Becky Falwell did not respond to emails or phone and text messages from readers, Rotor Rooters. After Rotor Rooters presented its initial reporting early last week to the Falwells, a lawyer for Jerry Falwell, Michael Bowe, said the evangel- evangelical leader, quote, categorically denies everything you indicated you intend to publish about him. Of course he does. On Sunday night, however, as Rotor Rooters was preparing to publish this article, Jerry Falwell issued a statement to the Washington Examiner in which he said that his wife had had an affair with Granda and that Granda had been trying to extort money from the couple over the matter. That's good. Throw your fucking wife under the bus. That's cool, man. Granda denies any such intent, saying he was seeking to negotiate a buyout from a business arrangement he says he had with the couple. Falwell's statements Sunday to the Examiner said nothing about Granda's account alleging that the evangelical leader had his own role in the affair. And Falwell didn't address questions from Roto-Rooters about it. In the statement quoted by the examiner, Falwell said that, quote, Becky had an inappropriate personal relationship with this person, something in which I was not involved. It? Several hours after the Roto-Rooters article appeared, the Washington Post and other U.S. media reported that Falwell has stepped down as the head of Liberty University, the Christian school he has run since 2007. But later Monday, Falwell disputed those accounts. I have not resigned, he told Politico. I will be on indefinite leave. Liberty and Falwell did not discuss, did not respond to Roto-Rooter's request for comment on his status. Okay, well, the guy liked to watch 
another guy, a basically a pool boy, fuck his wife. This is po- quite possibly the most prominent evangelical leader in the United States. He likes to be cucked and watch his wife get fucked by a pool boy. Straight up, that's a porn. That is a porn that I have seen before. That is a porn that is a common porn. That that kind of porn is just like the, the template for, for porn. This doesn't bother me. If you want to act fucking porny as hell in your life, I couldn't care less. In fact, if it makes you happy, if it makes everyone involved happy, I, I'm a proponent of it. I want you to do it. But if you are the head of an organization that purports to be Christian, particularly evangelical Christian, meaning the most judgiest judgy Christians out there, and you want to fucking talk shit about all kinds of things people do in their own home, and then you're going to fucking go out Nab some pool boy to wa- to fuck your wife while you watch. You're a fucking hypocrite. Let me tell you the solution to this. The solution isn't to apologize. The solution isn't to step down. The solution is to say, ah, I'm a fucking sham. I'm a fucking bullshit artist. I'm an opportunist. I don't believe any of the things I say. I do whatever I want in real life, whether it goes against what I say publicly or not. I don't give a fuck. This was all to make a living. That's what he should say. Then he might lose his fucking all of his fans at Liberty University and all the dumb fucking evangelical Christians that love him. But he'd gain a fan in me. It's crazy how often this happens. Ted Haggard, Jimmy Swaggart, Jerry Falwell Jr. So many of these prominent evangelical pastors get caught in a fucking sex scandal. Ted Haggard was, he was, um, he was my favorite one. He was gay. And was a major, major, major uh, player in evangelical politics. He had a massive something springs church in Colorado. And uh, turns out he was gay. Would rail against homosexuality, but was gay. Would get male masseuses to come to a hotel room to provide him and the masseuse, who I guess clearly was an escort, with... I believe methamphetamine to get wild and fuck all night. I just wish some of these motherfuckers would come out and be like, you know what? I'm fucking bullshit. I never believed any of this. In fact, I said it all along to 
turn my back to try to either convince you or myself that this shit wasn't real. But here's the thing. Nobody gives a fucking shit if you're gay. Nobody gives a fucking shit if you like to watch the pool boy fuck your wife. Nobody cares unless you're the kind of person that publicly rails against that kind of shit. Jimmy Swaggart's his thing. I'm not going to lie. I kind of fucking love Jimmy Swaggart. I'm not going to lie. Full disclosure. But he was caught at the Blue Bonnet Motel in Louisiana with a fucking hooker. Jimmy Swaggart actually was Jerry Lee Lewis, the musician, his cousin. That's a fucking good family of performers right there. Um, but yeah, they're all the fucking they're all they all do the same shit. I don't know why that's not a sign. I mean, I guess I do. Motherfuckers got their blinders on. Instead of being like, wait, 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 maybe there's a problem with thinking this way or pretending we think this way. Because all of our fucking leaders rail against homosexuality, but go fuck guys and and, and do methamphetamines with them in in a hotel room somewhere. They get hookers in a blue bonnet motel. They pluck some fucking 20-year-old Giancarlo Granda to fuck their wife. What they do say is, oh, that's despicable behavior. And then they just replace him with a fucking new guy. Who's probably going to do some fucked up shit too. Again, the things that they do are not fucked up. What's fucked up is that they rail against the shit that they do in private. In public, they say, this is sin. This makes you, this, this sends you straight to fucking hell. And then in private, it's just bunka, 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 fucking. Fucking guys, fucking pool boys. just the same fucking thing over and over again. Oh man, it's just, it's just, it's just fucking. It's tedious is what it is. I think I've said stuff like this before, but I'm just going to switch gears here and talk about something related to my friend who I was talking about earlier. I don't fully believe in um, guilt by association or, 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 or wrongness by association. Because if I did, I would be wrong too, because there's plenty of fucking crazy people on the left who I don't agree with. I don't associate myself with a lot of people on the left. The, the incredibly intolerant authoritarian left is not for me. So I'm hesitant to put forth this sort of uh, 
guilt incorrectness by association thing that I'm about to. But I'm going to do it anyway. If guys like my friend are right, why are so many people who think that, the CAG shit, the Trump is saving America, why do they always seem so fucking crazy? Why does every crazy fucking evangelical pastor also want Trump? I can't be with those fucking guys if for no other reason I can't go along with them. And there's plenty of other reasons, but I'm just saying, look around a little bit. Trump's most vocal supporters, it's not that they're crazy, it's that they're clearly fucked up in the head. For instance, just go to Right Wing Watch. Here, I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to pull up some shit. Here's some Jim Baker. Jim Baker, perfect. Oh, 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 I left out Jim Baker. Jim Baker also sexually, actually sexually assaulted women. Would get massages from them and then like fucking force their hands to do shit. And not let them leave the hotel room. And yet the guy's got his own fucking show again. This is the guy that just won't fucking go away. All the same. They say bullshit publicly. Hateful bullshit. And then in private, throw that shit out the window. And just a bunk, a bunk, a bunk, a bunk, a bunk. Fuck whatever they want, whoever they want extramarital, homosexual, both activities. I actually don't have it. Obviously, you do what you want in your fucking bedroom. Support it all. I support it all from the maximum porny to the most depraved to the most basic shit you want to do. But don't fucking rail against it and then go be doing that shit in private. Anyway, why, if Trump is saving the fucking country, how come people who love Trump, are clearly fucking maniacs. Exhibit A, Jim Baker. I'm scared for America. I really am. I want to warn America. You're warning America. If we don't turn, we've got a few more days to stand up. It's going to be too late after the election, I believe, but I think if if we elect the wrong people and you see how wrong it's been, we're going to have a revolution. By the way, this is a video clip, not an audio clip. And on the screen, on the screen, it says, make checks payable to Jim Baker show. Ah! The church people are going to march in the streets. The church people. And realize they've gone too far. And we can't let the murder of babies lead the way. We can't let people burn America. We can't let the rebellion take over. And this is not going to be a nice place to live. All right, man. You know, why does that guy think what you think? 
Why is Jim Baker in full agreement with you? If you CAG motherfuckers are right, explain that guy. If fucking you guys are going to accuse Joe Biden of being a radical leftist and, and fucking accepting the support of the far left, what they would call Antifa, whatever the fuck. Then you guys got a fucking answer for that guy. Here's another one. This is Lance Wallnow. Whoa. That's a little taste of what's to come. Most of the people that did like Trump prayed, just like you said. Mm-hmm. And they called me up and they said, I can't believe it. And one of them was a, was a high-level guy in Washington. He said, I'm listening to you. And I just said, I said to the Lord, and he quoted to me, he said, For, you know, in the name of decency, is this the best kind of person you could come up with? He said, and he said, I'm not Pentecostal. You people hear God. He said, I only heard God almost like audibly. And he, he, I was praying. He said, stand on your feet. And he said, I stood up. And he said, then the Lord rebuked him and said, who are you to question my sovereign choice of what Whoa. I do? <laughs> and from that moment, he said, I just got to call you and tell you. I, ha- I, I never heard God's voice, but he just, he just uh, I was complaining about Trump. And he talked to me. And he said, now I I get it. Who am I to question God's sovereign choice? So what he was saying was someone he knows was actively disagreeing with Trump, going against Trump, and then God spoke to him and rebuked him and told him to stop. And then the woman who, unfortunately, kind of does look like my mom, says, whoa, hey, man, that didn't happen. Trump supporters, explain that motherfucker. You have to do the left is the only side with fucking crazy people. What the fuck are these people talking about? Uh, Before I go, uh, what I want to do is uh, play a little bit of uh, some of uh, a speech at the RNC last night. I believe it was last night. Uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle, who... Let's talk about Kim Guilfoyle for a minute. For those of you who don't know, this is Donald Trump Jr.'s, I believe, fiance, maybe just girlfriend. So Donald Trump Jr., the 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 can, the one who looks like a cannibal, a little bit less than his brother Eric Trump, uh, who who looks more like a cannibal than than cannibals. Uh, Donald Trump Jr.'s girlfriend or fiance is Kimberly Guilfoyle. Kimberly Guilfoyle dated or was engaged to long-term relationship was in a long-term relationship with Gavin Newsom, Gavin Newsom, who is now the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, who is pretty far left as far as elected politicians go. He's one of the more uh, left leaning politicians out there right now, at least that are actually in office. She was in a long relationship with him Before Donald Trump Jr. Now, what? As I said before, be friends with people all across the spectrum, whatever. A friend is a friend. They change their mind. doesn't matter. She obviously changed her mind. This is a step in a direction that I find crazy confusing, and I don't think people talk about it enough. She went from being in a long-term relationship with 
Gavin Newsom and is now in a long-term relationship with Donald Trump Jr. Could you possibly swing further along the political spectrum? It makes me wonder not only what is in this woman's soul, but does she have one? Because if she just has a fetish for high-powered political people, that's fucking weird because she clearly doesn't value the content of their political beliefs. And if it's not that, if it's not that she just is into powerful political figures, then what the fuck is up? You know? Anyway, here's some of her speech, which I found particularly scary. This election is a battle for the soul of America. Your choice is clear. Do you support the cancel culture, the cosmopolitan elites of Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and Joe Biden? The cancel culture, you know? Who blame America first. Do you think America is to blame? Or do you believe in American greatness? Believe in yourself, in President Trump, in individual and personal responsibility. Yelling. They want to destroy this country. No. And everything that we have fought for and hold dear. Yelling. They want to steal your liberty, your freedom. No. They want to control what you see and think and believe so that they can control how you live. Yelling. They want to enslave you to the weak, dependent, liberal, victim ideology to the point that you will not recognize this country or yourself. Stand for an American president who is fearless, who believes in you, and who loves this country and will fight for her. President Trump is the leader who will rebuild the promise of America and ensure that every citizen can realize their American dream. Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. Holy shit. I hadn't seen the end of that. That is totally fucking demented. That is some dystopian shit right there. What do you mean he's the president that's going to rebuild America? He's been president for four years. Rebuild it already if it's fucked up. That doesn't work. That argument doesn't work. And also, Kim Guilfoyle, you're fucking scary. All right, I can't wait for more. I'm probably going to do another episode this weekend uh, to sort of recap the RNC because I'm sure there will be plenty more of it to discuss and all of its dementedness. Um, And the thing that, let me just leave it with this. The thing that bothers me the most about what the right loves to say one of their favorite talking points is that the left hates america that's fucking bullshit i mean i'm sure there are some people on both sides of the political spectrum that have deep deep grievances with america or american history problems with the way that it has developed problems with the way that it originated Many of them are 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 uh, valid 
But the left does not hate America. That is a fucking dumb straw man. They just have a different vision for it. No one who hates America would want to be in politics. Why would you want to engage in politics of the country you hate? They love it. It's a process. Everybody's trying to improve it to make it the best possible place it can be. Stop fucking saying that. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're never going to say that again? People on the right? I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Uh, that's all. Get your fucking merch. com slash store. Take a picture of yourself. Orders over $100. Free shipping. Send the picture to me. Make me smile. It's been a terrible fucking year. Could use those smiles. And you could use that stylish ass motherfucking merch. Um... I love you all. We are still in a pandemic. Uh, so in as much as you possibly can, stay safe and stay on. And I will talk to you very, very, very soon. Okay.